You want to play games, motherfucker? All right, I'll play. Welcome to Critical Blues Reviews. I am your host, Critical, and today I have with me the very opinionated, boisterous, Nikki Lachey. Welcome back, Nikki Lachey. Thank you, thank you. But I think you forgot some adjectives, smart, wonderful, beautiful, loving, caring, humanitarian. You missed all of those. Spirited, bouncy, frisky, animated, <laughs> active, lively. Is that does that work for you? I like my my adjectives better. All right, so you're gonna do your own adjectives for now. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. I'm glad we agreed on something finally. Yeah. So this kind of feels like deja vu. It does feel like deja vu. Interesting. Except you're 42 years old. You old as hell. <laughs> old as hell. This age just quick. Oh, and down the line, somebody else is going to catch up with me and be old as hell. <laughs> old as hell quick. <laughs> we two old motherfuckers. So, yeah. And I'm, you know, normally it's not really wise to date the podcast. But, hey, I'm. it's the 16th. My birthday is May 16th. It's the 16th in our world. Wink, wink. And, yeah, so... Today is my birthday, and I'm happy to be 42. I'm happy to be Kevin Willis's and Jackie Robinson's uh, jersey number. Yay! Oh, man! Yay! Anywho. Bingay! So, Bingay for everybody! So, so, how, so how was your day? My day was pretty good. Yeah. And so I actually went out and got, you know, a little, little dressed up for the movies. You, you sure know? did. I've never in my whole blue, blue, blue years, <laughs> blue, blue, blue. you know, my age, blue, blue, blue years had a, found a mother ever who was shining their shoes to go to the movie theater. What the hell? Come, the, come on, let's talk about that. Why, why must we shine our shoes before we go through a movie theater? Well, if you were born a little bit uh, earlier in the west side of Chicago, you would see plenty of men shine their shoes to go to the movie theater. No. So you were born a little later, so you're used to Nikes. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're used to, Jordan. Exactly, yeah. In the movie theater, that's exactly what I'm used to. <laughs> nothing wrong. It was my birthday. What's wrong with getting shot for my birthday? Because you went to the movie theaters and not out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did eat at the movie theater. I mean, you brought your food. Edgar <laughs> bought cartons of food. Like... Uh, what you call little plastic hey. bins of hey. food? Hey. Yeah, had old Thanksgiving dinner. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. <laughs> Anyways, I, I appreciate that gift. That was a wonderful, wonderful uh, 
birthday gift. And so I do want to talk about the trailers that we witnessed that we saw. Which one stood out to you most? Of course, it was good to see Candyman. Finally, is it going to ever come out? My God, they postponed it so many times. I don't think I want to see it no more now. Shit. <laughs> no, I, I, I still want to see it. It comes out August 20, 27th. I mean, it wasn't like they had a choice. I mean, it was because well, that's, of COVID. Let's make sure that, that there's no more pandemic, so this is going to get postponed again to next year. <laughs> By the time they come out, the actors are going to be your age. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool because, I, you know, of course, we got to see plenty of the other actors in there, but we also, I started watching Fear of the Walking Dead. I started, what do you call it when you watch it straight through binge watching binge, binge watch yeah i started to binge watch fear of the walking dead and saw uh coleman domingo on it you know so he was one of the stars from fear of the walking dead and Candyman. i don't know if i said it comes out august 27th and also what kind of stood out to me was forever purge a forever purge i thought about that. that'd be a great theme i mean what if somebody really thought to do that for real and, and then they don't know how to end it that would be the, the downside about having the purge is, is how do you get everybody to follow the rules and, and then start following the laws and not do it anymore the next day. Right. So what, what Nikki is referring to is that on the forever purge is that after the bell sounds, the purge is supposed to stop and you kill whoever you wanted to kill or who you were about to kill and everything stops and everything goes back to normal. And of course, who haven't seen the purge is basically a population control type of thing. And you get out your wildest, more cannibal, not cannibal, more savage desires, you know, by killing people and things of that nature. But on this movie, people are still killing after the bell sounds, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I, you know, cause I wondered like, nobody's not robots. You, you right, can- that's what I was saying. Like. How you just how you gonna get them to follow the law again just because they sound a bell? Right, right. Because think about it, you finally it was somebody you've been trying to kill, and then you finally get your hands on them, and then the last minute they and, ring their bell. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, are you really gonna stop, or are you gonna get that last shot? I'm gonna in? get that last shot in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, also they had Quiet Place. How did you feel about Quiet Place? Too? I wasn't very fond of the original Quiet Place, so um, hopefully this one is better. Okay. Really, you didn't like the. Yeah, I know why you didn't like the first one. Why? Because you had to be quiet because it was a quiet movie, <laughs> and you like to talk throughout the go the whole damn movie. And so, I resent those accusations. Yeah, so that's why you didn't want to watch the Quiet Place. But also, too, Cruella. How did you feel about the new Cruella movie? I, I think this is probably just the what is it the twenty twenty one version because back in our day it was one hundred and one Dalmatians. And it was right. based on the dogs. And this time they're just basing it off Corella. And I guess her need to, I don't know, what is she? It's not seamstress. Is she like a, a fashion designer or something like she's that? She's like a fashion designer and she's just kind of selfish and greedy. And, and she kills dogs for coats. She killed dogs because she wanted to make a coat out of them. Right, right. And then didn't they have something in there in the cartoon about using whale fat for makeup? <laughs> Probably so because she was she was very selfish and very greedy and she wanted to she was terrible you know, with animals. Terrible with animals, yeah. So I hope they have that. They don't make her like an anti-hero, you know what I mean? Because she was an evil motherfucker, like in the Yeah, uh, she was. In in the you know, because she was the villain of the 101 Dalmatians. And so hopefully it, it seemed like this last trailer, they try to make her seem the first trailer, they try to make her seem like she was an anti-hero. 
or somewhat of a hero. And this one is kind of like they're leaning more toward her being still somewhat an anti-hero, but I think they're trying to make her, they humanizing her, you know, giving her an actual storyline before she was just Cruella, the mean lady who wanted to make a coat out of the out of dogs. Now they're kind of giving her early morning, you know, walk, walking in her shoes and you get to see how the good things that she does and the bad things that she does. So you got right. to see an overall picture of her now. Oh, Hitman's wife. Uh, Hitman's like wife bodyguard funny. with, with yeah. Ryan Reynolds, Samuel Jackson, Selma Hayek. I think that's going to be pretty good. I like that's going to be pretty. It's going to be really funny. And and I, I but this is I never. This is my first time seeing a trailer. I haven't seen anything on TV or any advertisement. This is my first time seeing it. What about you? Yeah, not, I've never seen. Yeah, I haven't. And that's the cool thing about it because normally during the pandemic, we'll find out the latest movie through YouTube. Right. And it's very rare, even probably before the pandemic, we'll find out what's going to be at the movie theaters due because of YouTube. But this time, either I just have been, I didn't have my head in the hole like an ostrich, <laughs> or I had my head in the hole like an ostrich, you know, uh, moving, the, moving her eggs around. But yeah, I totally didn't see anything about the hitman's mm -hmm. wife bodyguard no. so that's going to be pretty good and it, you know i can't wait to, for that to come out it looked like a comedy too so i'm excited yes so was there anything else that you are interested in that's coming out that has your attention well i found out that the my series the game is going to be it's going to be coming out again they're redoing it they're trying to keep a lot of the original cast members but the game was awesome. I liked it from the very first one. I think it came out in like 2020. I'm sorry, 2000. And that was with Tiara. I mean, T and Tamara, whatever their name is. What's their names? Yeah, T and Tamara Mallory. Well, they're married now, so I'm pretty sure their last name is Yeah, whatever Mallory. their name is. But then it's went over with Lauren London, and I still continue to watch it. It went off, and now they're going to revamp it. So I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't even know Laura London was in it. Yes, she was. Okay, so that's all that got your attention. That's new. That's coming out. That's all I can think of right now. Is there oh. something I'm missing? I don't know. I, I I was just seeing what got your attention. If anything, possibly got your attention. But uh, yes, let's go ahead and get into it today. Um, we will be reviewing. Oops, I think I came too early. Spiral. Spiral. And the director for this film is Darren Lynn Bowsman. He directed Saw 2, Repo, The Genetic Opera, and Tales of Halloween. And the writers for this film, you have Josh Stolberg. He wrote Piranha 3D and Jigsaw. Did you uh, see any of those piranha was so lame that was so corny oh my god and i like corny movies but that was just too corny to me the 80s version or the 2000 the 2000 version the oh. 80s version was corny too i think we we watched them both together i think it was one of our one of our tubi movies i didn't watch uh i didn't see i didn't see the uh, piranha recently the first one i saw it uh i saw i saw piranha when I was young, that piranha when I was young was kind of scary. When I was little, 
it was kind of scary. And of course, you were scared of that. Anyway, <laughs> it was like Jaws. It came out around the time of Jaws. Like Jaws. Jaws was, was scary too. When I was little, I didn't want to go to the beach with Jaws. Oh, okay. You know, because we you know we had Tybee Island, so I would think that a shark would pop up there and rip somebody's leg off. Got like you. That. I got you. You know, so like people from Chicago didn't have to worry about the beach. <laughs> Yeah, I had beaches. We got a beach. Yeah. We got the North Avenue Beach. Hater. <laughs> North Avenue Beach. That's just yeah. like ghetto as hell. <laughs> North Avenue Beach. That's why they got no soothing name. It's like you're going to get robbed at that beach. Like they sell drugs at that beach. <laughs> so, yeah. And also, Pete Goldfinger. He directed Sorority Row, Piranha 3D. Let's give him directed. He wrote uh, Sorority Row, Piranha 3D, and Jigsaw. Now, the characters for this film, uh, before we even get into the characters, I want to do the logline for this film. It's about a solid and legitimate police officer who doesn't uphold the blue wall, who has to get to the bottom of the murders of the cops in his precinct. Now, the characters for this film, you have Detective Zeke Banks, played by Chris Rock, he was in top five, head of state, and the young, the longest yard. Have you seen any of those movies? I think I've probably seen Top State. Top State, and uh, you didn't see Top Five? I didn't either, but I'm, I'm saying it like you should have seen it. But it seems like everybody else uh, saw Top Five except me. And it, I like Chris Rock's look in this film. He actually shaved off his mustache, gave him that feral look, kind of looked like the. Uh, the Luke Cage villain, the Jamaican villain, who's played by Mustafa Shakur, who played Bushmaster. He remind me of Boom Boom CV4. Boom Boom CV4. Boom Boom CV4. Remember that was when he did CV4, that was the song that they had. It went like that? That does not sound for me. I gotta watch it again. It's been years since I've seen CV4. And uh, also, William, yeah, why you didn't why you didn't list CB4? That was his movie that he was All in. All right, you go ahead and list it. Okay, and CB4. Wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. And you have and Friday. Oh, Friday. When did he end Friday? No, no, he was in. He was in uh, <laughs> New Jack City. All right, you stay out New of my Jack characters. No, no, nah. you stay out of my characters. Now you done lost your. Privilege. I know he played a crackhead or something. Yeah, whatever. And then also you have William Skink, played by Max Minghella. He was in Handmaid's Tale and Social Network. And I have a little story about Max Minella. I had a homeboy. Well, actually, I think he might have been from the oh, West. Oh, Lord. You know snitches get stitches. You know snitches get stitches. <laughs> I, I'm not going to say my homeboy's name, but he's from the West Side of Chicago. He used to be a neighbor of mine. Cool dude. I'm going to call him Moore. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to you, Moore, if you're listening. You know what I'm saying? So, he used to be my turtle guy. You know, so he was the pet store owner. Right? That's where I used to get my turtles from. Back in the day, you know, when I was, you know, petting the turtles, call us. So what ended up happening was the actor, Max Minghella, asked for some turtles. So, uh, you know, he asked me if I had a, you know, if I had a pet store, you know, if I knew somebody who owned a pet store. And I was like, sure. You know what I mean? So I had, you know, more come through. You know what I'm saying? He, he dropped off some turtles for him and that was that. You don't think it was very ironic that he asked you for turtles? I'm pretty sure because I was the, the black dude that was in the hotel. That happened before. Somebody else asked me about cocaine. So, oh, man, I don't mean to, I don't mean to, uh, uh, you know, be like that. But you know, do you, do you 
knew I could get some cocaine. I'm like, how dare you? I'm so offended that you would just, I mean, I'm your bellman. This is when I was a bellman at the time. I'm your bellman. How how dare you, you know, ask me. Insinuate that I know where to get something yeah, like that. I, yeah. So I said, yo, cuz, yo, 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 he wants want some. <laughs> yeah, so um, you have Marcus played by Samuel Jackson. He was in A Long Kiss Goodnight and Pulp Fiction. You have Officer Barrett played by Morgan David Jones. He was in Jupiter's Legacy and Supernatural. So what we kind of gathered from this film, what I gathered from this film was that we have a, a police officer played by Chris Rock. Again, his name is Detective Zeke Banks. He actually didn't uphold the blue wall. And for those who don't know about the blue wall, blue wall is is where police officers don't tell on each other, even they though- They have the police officers back. Blue have the blue back. Right, right. They back each other. Like even if they're doing something wrong or illegal, you know, if they killed the unarmed black person, you gotta, you know, you gotta defend it. You know what I mean? And, and honor it and keep it on the low. So, Chris Rock's character didn't do that. Chris Rock, he was a straight shooter. He was a straight shooter. He was the police officer that you want serving your community. You know what I mean? Like he, he's he, not a race soldier. Yeah, he tried to be honest and he tried to do the right thing. He thought he was doing the right thing by, you know, not upholding that blue wall that you just spoke of. Right. Um, he kind of broke the loyalty and the no snitch policy with the police officers. And because of that, he was ostracized in the, in the, in the squad, in his squad that he was in. Right, mm -hmm. right. So yeah, so like, so yeah, they actually went against him. They, you know, as, as uh, Nikki uh, put it, they ostracized him and he, it was, and he, he, he became to be a little colder. You know what I mean? He became a little, you know, to get colder, but he, he adapted to the scene. And so all of a sudden now you have deaths that's going on, going around, going on in this precinct. Like police officers are getting taken out one by one. And now it was, it was, it was pretty interesting because it was like one of those whodunit situations. It was kind of predictable though. <laughs> what happened is a police officer, one police officer was killed and all, all of a sudden he get a new partner. So automatically in your head, what you gonna think? Chris Rock did it. So, <laughs> so yeah. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to spoil that. I didn't mean to spoil that. I mean, maybe Chris Rock did it. Was, it was really obvious. He was one of those pictures that you can kind of predict who's the villain, who the villain is, and, and you can kind of predict the story. Um, the good part about it- It was the police officer without the mustache. <laughs> but the but the irony was in the end. The ending of it, that was kind of unique and kind of different. But for the most part, you're gonna predict it. You are gonna predict it. Yep, Chris Rock. I'm just gonna let you know now, because you, you're gonna be like, man, this is too easy. It's Chris Rock, <laughs> it's Chris Rock. And the person's voice that was on the tape was a woman's voice and Chris Rock. And you know Chris Rock's voice can get pretty high. So anyway, so let's let's talk about the likes for this film. What are your likes? I, why we couldn't just talk about the, the not likes first? You know I like to talk about the negatives first. Let's talk about the likes for this film, Nikki. Okay, again, um, the writing of this film was done very well. I think the shooting shooting of the scenes were done very well. I like the shooting in the movie. I like that. It was a gun. gun. <laughs> the well, shooting of the though. scenes were, were very well. And even the 
what it was the traps the you know if the decisions or the situations in the traditional way of Saul that he put each person in to make the decisions um that was kind of interesting I don't know exactly what you call it I guess the the oh you mean the the, the circumstances that he oh, put them in okay. um those were interesting how it played out and how to, what decisions that they had to make in order to live or not live um that was cool as well I was so excited to see Chris Watt in a movie and this was going to be like his first horror movie I was so excited to see the fact that he was back in films oh okay that's good and my likes uh I thought Chris Rock carried the slow moments of this film and also the gore and the uncomfortableness of this film really did its justice and it was a straightforward story. I It wasn't confusing. Like the other saws can be pretty confusing, trying to have the M. Night Shyamalan effect of who done it and, and here's the twist and all of that stuff. And it got confusing at times. I remember I walked out of Saw like, who was the killer again? I, I was confused. <laughs> like it was him who was, I thought he was the one that was hanging up from the chains. I, I didn't, you know. I like that part, so, it was challenging. It was kind of challenging. You make making me guess like, could it be this person or why this person? So I kind of like no. Well, well, the later the later saws it was to the point where they were trying too hard. Yeah, when they were trying to mix up the scenes. Right, like the like saw two was pretty good. Saw one, okay, it was genius. Saw two, it was dope, and plus it was like you know, it, which led to saw three with the young lady. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But after a while, it got to the point it was just like they ran out of stuff and they were trying to do so much and they were trying to trick people. So it was like they were like doing seven crosses, you know, basically <laughs> trying to trick people. And I done lost count at the fourth cross, you know what I mean? <laughs> Double cross or whatever. So, but yeah, I, I did like that. Now, the moment you've been waiting for, Nikki, the ooh, dislikes. Ooh, 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 what I don't like. Man, Chris Brock suck. I was so disappointed. Oh my God! Why he do that? Huh? He did not fool me. He, I mean, even his voice. Even when he's supposed to be upset and he's supposed to be strong, he still sound like a little bitch. He sound like he sound like the guy from New Jack City. What was his name? Pookie. Pookie. He sound just like Pookie. You don't got to put some bass in your voice. And we something. had a, and we also had a Pookie moment, which was interesting. Yeah. They 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 did a they did a New Jack City name drop, and also <laughs> they had a Pookie moment, and. I thought that was pretty cool when he was doing the the, the dance, the, 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 the crack, the crack dance. Yeah, the crack dance. But uh, yes, no, he didn't. He didn't. He did not do a great job. Let me, let me make that more professional. Chris Watt could have. I think that he it would have been better with having someone else in that role. I mean, he did. A, this was his first time producing, right? Right, I think he did. Producing, he should have stayed behind the scenes producing and let somebody else play that part. Like. I, me personally, I would have went with Tay Diggs. I think Tay Diggs would have did. No, Lorenz Tate probably could have did it, or even the, the what's the guy name from the from the um, you know the guy I'm trying to talk about, me. Michael Michael B Jordan. Michael B Jordan. Michael B Jordan could have done it. No, first off, when it was slow, Chris Rock made it funny. When it was slow, it wasn't supposed to be funny though when it was slow like you're not supposed to be bored but it's, uh, it's slow that means we're supposed to be bored he made it entertaining he he was entertaining okay. when it was slow well i'll let you but, guys come but i would say this mm-hmm. i'm sorry i, I will let you guys come to your own conclusion um but i am team he suck 
<laughs> okay. Is that is that all you, your dislikes? That was my major dislike. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my dislike, I I agree. I, I but I'm more exact in a way. Like I, I felt like when Chris Rock, he lost the ball or he dropped the ball. He loses the ball during emotional moments, as Nikki said earlier. When Chris Rock was just being, just like you said. Because usually when he Chris was, Rock is Chris Rock. When he, yeah, when he has a like a conversation, that was fine. But it was it was the emotional time where he's yeah. supposed to be angry or he's supposed to be upset. upset yeah, that's or, when it was Or he's supposed like, to be excited. It's like there's no change in his voice. Right, he I feel still like, sound like you just you just can't tell if he's happy or if he's sad. Oh, yeah. You know what the scene calls for, but you can't tell in his voice how he felt. Yeah, and also we didn't know why the killer was so smart. Like I, I couldn't figure that out. Like why was the why was why was Chris Rock so smart? Now nah, I'm just joking. Why was the killer so smart? You know what I mean? Like 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 to set all of these traps. Like I understand that he probably witnessed Jigsaw, but like what what pushed him to do it? Like what was his? We didn't know what yeah, the killer. Yeah, you know, like what like what was his? But I get what you're saying because it was kind of like what was his relationship to Saul? How did he know how to use all of the Saul tricks in order to hurt the police department or her? Yeah, so that was that his was, or her. That was kind of I get what you're saying with that. At like, first, when you said that, I didn't understand what you meant by that, but now I get it. It's like why did you choose a jigsaw pattern? You could have chosen a different pattern, but you chose that way to do it. Right. And and it was like, why is are you the are you, is that your nephew? Was he? I mean, was that your uncle? Was that your great grandmother? I mean, great granddaddy. I mean, <laughs> the original person. Why did you choose that path to do it? Right, right. And I felt like it was too predictable. That it was, was mother, very. That was mother dislike. I mean, after a while, it was so predictable that I started making up other people. To be, <laughs> you know, to be the uh, the corporate, the culprit, the corporate. <laughs> the culprit, you know. I was like, who else other than 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 Chris Rock can be the killer? Right. But what would it work? But then, and what else it was is, is we understand, you know, his alternative motive of doing this, but it never really gave into detail why he chose all the other police department, the police officers. You know, like the daddy. Well, the daddy could have done this, or the the captain the captain could have done this it didn't say specifically what they did that they deserved to die you know what right. i'm saying or you know i can say it this way maybe you know she you know no nah, i'm not gonna go that way anyway i forgot what i was about to say <laughs> but yeah it was it was a little too predictable and your comparisons for this film nikki lachey um my comparisons will be CB4. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it reminds me of Saw and it reminds me of Seven. If you guys remember that old Seven Daily Sins with Brad Pitt and Morgan Freeman, it kind of reminds me of that as well. Okay. My comparisons is Training Day, Saw, and New Jack City. Very little New Jack City. Just the crack, just the poogie part. You brought us <laughs> back to the poogie part, so that's why I added that in there. But it was mostly Training Day and Saw. Now, let me ask you, now, what were your comparisons again? You said it was, it was seven. Yeah, why seven? Seven is because of the traps that he put him in and, and then the ending of it. The, mm. the irony of the, of the ending, how it ended, that was kind of like seven. Seven was kind of like, wow, though. It left you in suspense. Yeah. This is not going to do that. It's going to get you box? close. What's in the box? What's in the box? Come on, what's in the box? Yeah, because you were kind of like, all right, what's going to happen next? Right. Because you thought it was over. And yeah. It was like, all right, what's happening? What's happening? What's yeah. happening? You know, so, yeah. 
but yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I do dig that. And your rating, Miss Nikki Lachey. I give it six fingers. Oh, look at you with a better rating. Because, you know, for like, first, like the first Deja Vu was. We ain't talking about your Deja Vu. We're talking about right here, <laughs> right now, old man. Six fingers. Okay. Six fingers. All right. I give mine. Oh, you go. So you, you dropped it down. You went from six and a half to six. Six fingers. All right. So I say seven dingling tongues. Seven dingling tongues? <laughs> <laughs> Don't get too turned on now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I have to say that. That was that was an interesting beginning, but I enjoyed it. So that is all for Critical Blues reviews. Hopefully we didn't spoil anything. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so definitely check it out. Check back with us and let us know on social media what you think of this movie. Say something. Let us know. Say, hey, we disagree. We agree. Let us know what you feel. I am team Chris Rock suck, and you, and then you are team Chris Rock didn't suck. Suck less. Pause. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even want to have this conversation. With you right now. But uh, so. If people want to get angry and say, hey, I hate your opinion, give them your social media. It's Nikki LB1 <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> it's Nikki LB1 on Instagram. Thank okay. you. And if you would like to tell me, Critical, your opinion sucked. You know? Or you can wish him a happy birthday. Oh, that is true. Wish me a happy, you know, instead, you wish me a happy birthday and then you can tell me my opinion sucked. Just wish me a happy birthday first. And, and then you got to you got to log out and then log back in and then say hey you suck. <laughs> By the way, and you can reach me at Critical Blue Reviews, Critical with the K, and that's on Instagram and Critical Blue Reviews, Critical with the K on Twitter, and Critical Blue, Critical with the K, that's on Critical. I mean that's on Facebook. All right, folks. Uh, that was fun. It was fun actually celebrating my birthday with you guys. So I really, really do appreciate it. Anything you'd like to say before we leave, Nikki? Peace. All right. One.